That was ugly, wasn't it? I mean, a little dose of reality for both New York teams. And you look at what the Giants game. Look, we said that this was an important game. It's not going to ruin their season. But for those of you who were talking about the Giants and the Super Bowl and the Giants and winning the division, a little dose of reality as they got slaughtered by the Detroit Lions and showed you again that they're a one-dimensional offense. If they do not run the football, they don't stand a chance. And they got beat up in the trenches. They couldn't do anything defensively. And obviously, offensively, it was just not good enough, whatever the Giants were throwing at them. And look, Daniel Jones is going to make mistakes. It happens. I'm not going to get all over him. You throw the ball 44 times, you're going to make mistakes. He threw two interceptions. One was a great play by Hutchinson. But you look at the Giants, just not good enough, as the coach said afterward. Not good enough by any stretch. And they get beat up by a team that, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to beat at home. And they got beat up. And now will be led to the slaughterhouse Thursday, Thanksgiving in Dallas, which will start the run of four straight division games and a season that can quickly get away from them. If they're not careful, it could get away from them. And you should. Remember that the expectations coming in were non-existent. And I know that they changed midway through, but the Giants have been fortunate enough to this point to get themselves to 7-3. and three. Realistically, they could be in some big trouble here. Now, I still trust the coaches, but they could be in some big trouble. As for the big game of the weekend, I told you when we last left you on Friday, I just didn't feel... Like the Jets were ready for this one. And you know I've been a big believer in Zach Wilson. And I still do believe in his talent. But things have gone off the rails here now. With Wilson and the dynamic in that locker room. And you can blame Zach Wilson. Who is a 23-year-old going on 18. I mean worse than his hideous play on the field. Are his immature at best comments off of it. I mean, it's inexplicable to see. I don't know if I've ever seen this before in my life. Watching a pro football game, the quarterback of that team that scores three points and loses specifically because the offense doesn't do anything, sit there and say he does not feel like they let the defense down. I mean, that is just unheard of. And to me, that is a kid who is defensive, who was extremely sensitive. I mentioned immature before. You could tell he's frustrated and also just doesn't get it. Now, a lot of that is on him. A lot of it is on him, but not all of it. And it seems that people are losing sight of the fact that the Jets as an organization drafted Zach Wilson and knew that they were going to have to develop Zach Wilson, and put him, this young, immature kid, and if they didn't realize that he was immature, and you remember, they liked some of the cockiness, well, here's the problem with Zach Wilson, there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance, and he plays arrogantly, and he isn't any good to play arrogantly. His lack of sound mechanics, his lack of effort finishing a simple throw. I mean, this has been going on since last year. We were, you know, throwing the ball five yards in front of somebody in the flat. He can't throw the simple drop, the check downs, which is, that's not talent. That's not ability. That's mental. 
whether he's checked out, whether it's the effort, it's arrogant. He plays the game in an arrogant manner, and he's not good enough, not nearly good enough to do so. And then he handles himself, not confidently, but arrogantly. And when you do that, nobody is going to like you, especially the guys within that locker room. And we heard about this. You know, Fleegs and I talked about this off the air a couple of weeks ago, and Fleegs known about it a little bit before me. And then I heard some rumblings about this last week as it's starting to build up here. And now it's out there, whether it's Garrett Wilson and what he said, whether it is Jonathan Franklin Myers liking a tweet, whether it is the guys in that locker room coming out and saying things need to change and people need to be held accountable. It's starting to come to a head where it is very clear Zach Wilson needs to be taught a lesson. So when I say before, it's a lot of it is on him, right? For being arrogant, for being cocky, for not holding himself accountable, for being immature. But another part of it is on the organization. A, they did not put him in a position to succeed. By hiring an inexperienced head coach, by hiring an inexperienced offensive coordinator, by not having a veteran show him the ropes threw him to the wolves and he got chewed up last year and then again this year and there's nobody there that is teaching him and holding him accountable and letting him know that it is not okay somebody Robert Sala whoever it may be Joe Douglas Joe Flacco Somebody has to step up, and not Garrett Wilson, who just got here himself, although I had no problem with what he said. Not somebody from the defensive side. It's not their job. It is not the guys in the locker room job to hold the quarterback accountable. The franchise quarterback at 23 years old, like I said, going on 18. It's the head coach's job to make sure things don't get out of control and have a divide in that locker room. And that is what you have. Whether they admit it or not, There's a major problem at hand here. Nobody in that locker room respects Zach Wilson because he doesn't get it. Not because of his inability on the field, because he's got talent. Nobody would dispute that. He's got a big arm. He's got the mobility. He's got talent. He's just not using it. And a bigger part is the mentality that he has both on and off the field. It is the same. He doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He doesn't think airmailing every freaking throw is a problem. He's got to be taught that it is not okay. And he needs to be able to get, not just, uh, hey, Zach, you can't make that throw. That's a bad throw. No. Either pull him off the field, either bench him. Somebody has to get through to him and let him know that not only is his play unacceptable, but his actions and comments afterward are even worse and are detrimental to a team. This is different. I hate the comparisons to Mark Sanchez and Sam Darnold and Geno Smith and anybody else. This is different. It's its own situation here where there is a kid with potential who needs to be held accountable so he learns the lesson moving forward. It's a little bit different, especially different because the franchise quarterback, but somewhat similar to the way where Odell Beckham Jr., who had all the talent in the world, was a major problem 
for the Giants time after time on the field just doing stupid things, costing the team, and nobody held him accountable to a point where he ran things. And then they got to get rid of him, obviously. Now, again, not the same exact circumstance. And one big difference that Odell had shown great talent. Zach Wilson has not shown that yet on the football field. But to have Salah, and I thought it was the right move a few weeks ago saying, no, he's our quarterback. Because, look, it is not the fans and media's job to hold him accountable either. I mean, we're doing it, but it's not our job. And fans overreact. That's what we do best. Get him out of there. He stinks. He's terrible. You can't do that with a 23-year-old with the talent that he has midway through year two when he didn't even play full year one. I don't want to hear it. Let's just kick him to the curb and go find somebody else. How's that worked out for you for the last 60 years? It's the organization, yet again, not putting a player with ability in the right position to succeed and not teaching him with the people around him. There's got to be somebody there that can get through to him. How were you when you were 23 years old? I know I was. Certainly not the same as I am right now at 43. Or 42. I don't even know how old I am anymore. But whatever I may be. You grow, you mature, but you have to learn along the way. And right now, nobody is helping him out. And I think there's a big reason for that, because LaFleur himself is trying to figure it out. Salah himself is trying to learn as he goes here. Joe Douglas has been an excellent general manager as far as stockpiling talent for this Jets roster. It is blatant. You see it. You see the difference. Their defense is top-notch. However, Joe Douglas made a criminal mistake. And I don't think it was picking Zach Wilson number two. I believe it was picking Zach Wilson number two and handing him over to a rookie head coach who is a defensive guy who hired a rookie offensive coordinator and throwing him to the Wolves. And then once you see or what they saw last year in Wilson, once you see that happen, you've and we talked about this last year. Early on, he was overmatched, Wilson. They needed to let him sit and learn. Hold the clipboard. Learn from a veteran. It would have done him a lot of good. Joe Flacco could have been that guy to teach him. A veteran quarterback. A guy who's a leader and has nothing but interest in helping out the next kid didn't have to be in a bench role. It should have been as a starter. Learn from watching. Learn from listening. And then eventually learn from doing. He wasn't ready. Nowhere near ready. Not physically or mentally. And they threw him to the wolves. And then Zach Wilson, being the arrogant 23-year-old that he is, Feels like he knows better than everybody else. I mean, that's obvious by his comments during the week about nobody outside of this room knows anything about football. Well, I mean, I could say similar to, to some of the people inside that room. I get what he's trying to say. He says it in the wrong way because he's defensive, he's immature, and he's arrogant. And those are horrible qualities to possess as a quarterback. I mean, they're not good to possess as an individual anywhere in life. But a lot of us who aren't having every one of our moves scrutinized at the age of 23 
learn, and grow. He's got to succeed right away. So he needs help. Somebody's got to be able to get through to him. And the answer can't be, I've never even, how can Robert Sala stand up there with a straight face and say that's the furthest thing from my mind, thinking about making a quarterback switch? How could he say that? The quarterback was pathetic yesterday. Pathetic. And it's clearly, it is clearly a mental issue. The issues with a lot of the other quarterbacks that have failed here have been more than mental. It's been a combination of mental and physical. Zach Wilson has the ability. They've done him a disservice by not only throwing him to the wolves, but also enabling this behavior. And how come I can hear about it? How come other members of the media and fans hear about the issues that are going on inside that organization with the immaturity of Zach Wilson and how there's not a lot of respect, if any respect at all for him, inside that locker room? How come we know that, but they don't feel the need to fix it? Now, I'm not saying that they're not doing anything about it because I'm sure, I I mean, geez, I'd hope somebody at some point has sat him down and talked to him. Whether it's Joe Douglas, whether it's Salah, whatever. But they haven't gotten through to him. And that's on them to figure out a way how. And if it means benching his rear end and embarrassing him until he gets the message, then that's what needs to be done. Now, let's not overreact to a what-could-have-been Jets season. I understand that Jets football has been pathetic as long as we can remember. At the very least, the last decade. Pathetic. So any sense of a decent season, oh my God, oh, go back to Flacco and they got to win. No, this is about big picture. This is a very, very young team still. And it's nice to be learning and winning at the same time. However, the most important thing about this organization is not the defense, it's the quarterback and his development. And it's funny to me how everybody is just absolving everybody else from any issue. It's not the lack of run game that's consistent. And look, I know Brees Hall is down. You still got to be able to run the football. I don't want to hear, well, the Patriots stock the, they stack the box. Yeah, a lot of teams do that. Good teams, if you could run the football well, you run the football regardless. The horrible punt and coverage to end the game, the head coach, usually the coach and quarterback are tied at the hip, aren't they? So why in this situation are we absolving Robert Sala from any blame with the offensive side of the football. He's the head coach. He's the one who should be getting through to the knucklehead. He saw the comments a couple weeks ago. You're damn sure he saw them now after this one. He knows, he better know exactly what's going on because if not, then he's failing on even a different level. Salah's excellent at holding himself accountable. One of the redeeming qualities about him. They got to stop babying a baby. Stop it. If I let my daughter run wild upstairs, what do you think she's going to do? Go through the cabinets, pull stuff down, rip through this, rip through that, touch everything she's not supposed to be touching. I don't do that. I say no. Until she gets the point that that's not allowed. She's a baby. A lot harder for her to understand it, but she does. What's Zach Wilson's problem? Somebody's got to let him know 
That's not acceptable. And if the words aren't doing it, and clearly they're not assuming that somebody's talking to him, then actions need to be taken. Sit his ass on the bench. Then he'll get the message. 877-337-6666. Your calls on the other side. Jets, Giants, and the disasters that were Sunday football for both the locals. It's been a good season. That was ugly yesterday. And I think a bad sign. Matter of fact, a, a worse sign for the Giants because of the schedule that lies ahead and because of their talent. Jets, I mean, look, not an easy go here. At home versus the Bears, they better get it turned around in a hurry. And they may get lucky with Justin Fields getting hurt, I know that. But in Minnesota, at Buffalo, it, I mean, it can the wheels can fall off real quick here. Giants have a... You know, a talent issue, and they're not supposed to be that competitive this year. They have a problem with their schedule right now. Can they compete short, you know, short week with Dallas here on Thanksgiving, and then the rest of the division? We'll really find out. But the Jets have a quarterback problem, and not just a quarterback play problem, an organizational problem within that locker room that is not supposed to happen. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sal Akata back on The Fan. We're headed down the home stretch in football and hoops and hockey are both underway. Wager on all of it and more right now with Superbook Sports. As I said, it's me, Sal Akata, here for the best wagering app around. Superbook has a dedicated team of odds makers in Las Vegas and now has a $1,000 first bet bonus when the sports world is busy. Get busy winning money. Download the Superbook Sports app in New Jersey or visit Superbook.com and start placing your bets now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call one 800 Gambler, we got to get into the perfect parlay stuff. I want to make a couple of changes on that, Fleas. I'll get your thoughts on it as we uh, go over it just uh, after one week. There's some tweaks I thought maybe need to be made. Uh, we could discuss that a little bit, and you know, obviously through Superbook, and you see the apps and all, uh, see the um, odds and all that through Superbook. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. One thing about the quarterback change that you know usually would come into play would be, well, you don't want to hurt the kid's confidence. And I think that would be the case in a lot of circumstances. You know, young kid, you bench him. What does that say to him? Are you showing that you don't have the, you're not supporting him? Well, that doesn't play in this situation anymore. Maybe it did a year ago. It doesn't, or a few weeks ago even. It does not right now. It is blatantly obvious that Zach Wilson needs, he needs to be humbled. His play His attitude, arrogant. He needs to be humbled, to learn. It'll do him good to sit him down. And I don't understand why the Jets are just letting this this continue. If somebody's not going to hold themselves accountable, don't you think it's on the team to hold them accountable? And if Salah's not careful, and look, maybe this needs to come from Douglas, but it should really come from Salah. If Salah is not careful, he's got to read the room here. He's got to forget about what you or I say. It's not about that. You don't think he sees Garrett Wilson going off? You don't think he hears the rumblings about defensive players being ticked off and Zach Wilson walking around as SNY.TV had a report 
that uh, had a, a source in a locker room say that Zach Wilson was walking around like he's not the problem. Well, somebody's got to let him know that he is the problem. Now, again, that doesn't mean that it's all on him. You know, the Jets got to be able to run the football consistently. You know, the, the Jets, you know, special teams on that final play. But still, this is a a major quarterback problem when you don't have the respect of the room. That is something that Daniel Jones has never had the issue with. It's always been about the ability with Daniel Jones and the inconsistency with Daniel Jones. But really from day one, one of the things that Dave Gettleman loved about him was his leadership, his intangibles, all that. Talk about humble and accountable. Daniel Jones is exactly that. Zach Wilson, the complete opposite. Now, the confidence helps in this town, but he's not confident. He's cocky and arrogant, and there is a significant difference between the two. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Seth is calling from Brentwood. What's up, Seth? Oh, Sal, I'm, I'm just so frustrated, man. It was – I literally just – I was through a temper tantrum. I didn't watch football the rest of the day after they got that punt return, and now I hear this. All these things that Wilson's like the things that Wilson's saying, I'm I'm frustrated. So that that's added on to my emotional well being tonight. But what what really frustrated me? Wait, you know what frustrated me more than the um, punt return at the end of the game for a friggin' touchdown? I was sitting there yelling and screaming at my TV. It was second and four with a minute and a half left, something like that. They ran the ball like ugh. it wouldn't have gotten me so upset. But then they let time just milk and milk off the clock because they were so darn scared of playing the ball back to Mac Jones and the friggin' Patriot offense. I mean, come on. In that situation, you can't be afraid. You need points to win the game. You had a chance to win the yeah, game. But they're, but they're not moving the ball all day long. I mean, at that point, I, I feel like everybody was thinking along, and maybe everybody except for you, Seth, was get this thing to overtime, and maybe the defense can make a play to win it here. I mean, they, they were not moving the ball in that spot. And with Zach Wilson, only bad thing. I mean, he's lucky he didn't throw two picks on the day. Bad things were bound to happen in that spot. I, I, I hear that, but at the end of the day, if, if, if you have to play for a tire, just hope your defense makes the play, which I, I, I feel like the defense got lucky at some point throughout the game with some of the penalties, but they played, they, they played their butts off. But at the end of the day, I just can't, I can't live with that, man. If you're, I, I mean, I'm not saying Ben Wilson right, even though his comments were horrific at the end of the game. But at the end well, of the my, day, my, my point is, though, my, my point is I'm not benching him to have the Jets go win more games. I don't think that Mike White is the answer, and I know Joe Flacco is not the answer. My point is they got to bench him for his own good. He Somebody's got to hold him accountable here. Yeah, like I agree. This could turn to a real bad situation. If he's he's acting the way he's acting, he has another – if he starts to have another bad game against the Bears, it's going to be like a really – cancerous locker like you had with uh, San Antonio Holmes and uh, all the troublemakers and uh, he may not, look Wilson Wilson is, has not been great this year 
But he's been flat out awful in the two Patriots games. But I don't think this yeah. is just a Patriots exclusive problem. Zach Wilson doesn't get it. He's shown you that. He's 23 going on 18, and that is giving him a little bit of benefit right there. Yeah. He needs to be taught a lesson. They're not getting through to him. Whatever they're saying, they're not getting through to him. What's the only thing that they could do to get through to him? Bench him. They got to bench him. Yeah. Uh, if, if that's and I would tell him flat out. Uh, if I'm Salah, I'd tell him flat out, Zach, look. As bad as your play was yesterday, and this is me talking to him now today, as bad as your play was yesterday, that's not why I'm making a quarterback change. I'm making a quarterback change because you're too cocky. You're arrogant. You need to be taught a lesson. You don't get it. How could you say that you don't feel like you let the defense down? I mean, at the very least, even if you you didn't believe it, you say it out of respect for the players in that locker room. Yeah, no, it's the, the defensive players are looking at him right now, and they're they're like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me, man!" Let's they're 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 happy grumbling. Like, get get some. Did you see what Garrett Wilson said? Forget the defensive players. You see what Garrett Wilson said? Oh no, I didn't get to that yet. What do you? Say? You know, I mean, I, you got to watch I, him afterward. He's he's embarrassed okay. by it too. Uh, I mean, yeah, thank you, thank you for the call, Seth. It's not just the defense. It seems like it's the entire team. And look, who knows? Maybe Eli Moore had a problem specifically with Zach Wilson when he was going off the deep end a couple of weeks back. Maybe he saw it before it was out there. And was like, man, this guy's a problem. He's not throwing me the ball. I don't like his attitude. Whatever it may be. This is a classic example of an arrogant, cocky, immature kid. It's, I mean, it's right in front of us. You see it. You see it by the way he speaks. Who says that? And his play matches it on the field. It's arrogant play where he's not paying attention to detail. Watch his footwork. Watch the way he doesn't even finish the simple throws. He's disrespecting the game. You can't make those throws in the NFL. Every throw is a difficult one. Put max effort into it. He's arrogant thinking he could just rely on his skill. Floating balls. I mean, no joke. He is missing throws that you or I would be able to make. Guys that are wide open in the flat. Whether he's airmailing it, whether he's throwing a four feet in front of him last year. That's not a talent thing. There's no way that's a talent thing. Tommy's calling from Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Sal, what's going on? Good morning. And, I, I, you know, first things first, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You know, enjoy your holiday. Uh, that's the most important thing. You too, Tom. Um, but let me tell you something. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm a pretty calm guy. I I can't take this. I I can't. I can't continue going as a Jet fan and having to deal. I didn't even want to watch the post game because I was so aggravated with the way the game ended. You know, a couple of things first. There was a cup. There was about five or six throws that he threw for a short distance, and he couldn't even make. And did you see the receivers? Looked back at him and say, "What the hell was that?" Yeah. What you know? What are we doing here? And one specific play was that last play 
I forgot who uh, who uh, uh, ran out of the backfield to the right and is just standing there. So I don't know. Do you blame the offensive coordinator? You need two yards to get a first down. Why is he not throwing the ball while this guy is running and leading the run? Why? Why is he well, not? Well, I don't. I don't believe that was the design of that particular play. But, but either way, shouldn't, I mean, it, sh- shouldn't it have been a, a design? He's the guy sat there for literally like about three seconds, and then all of a sudden he throws a ball, and then there's two guys on top of him, and he takes a two yard loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I I hated the play call anyway. There, look, I'm not terrible. in love with Lafleur. He's been up and down for me, but uh, terrible. Th- this, yeah, but this is. You remember what they're working with here? I mean, they're not working with a lot. No, I I know that, but you know what? At, at the end of it, it's like you said, you got to be accountable. You know these coaches. You know you're, you're, you're dealing with a young guy, and this kid is arrogant. And I'm telling you, he's in the wrong place to be arrogant. This is not the place to be arrogant because well, he's gonna, they're, they're going to really, let him know about it. But, see, you're right. They are, they are going to let him know about that. And but, there's a, I like the confidence. You need the confidence, and you need a little bit of that attitude, that yeah. swagger in this town. But there's a but fine know, line. Between arrogance and confidence, and arrogance, they will. You're right. We will eat yeah. him up. No, people have left New York because they can't deal with the pressure. The other thing is, how are you going to sit there and say that you didn't let the defense? This defense gave up three points to, and I, I've mentioned this before. I call Belichick the genius. Well, he is I call genius. him a genius because he is a genius. And I almost feel like that last play, that last, this guy always pulls something out of the bag, you know, to, to, you well, know. it was a terrible kick. It, you can't kick it down the middle of the field like that. I know the no, wind is bad no, all day, but it, low kick. And look, that's what Belichick, they excel at that. They make plays. I mean, it's as simple as that. They play it, the game out. They, they happen to make a play on special teams right there. It was a it, bad kick. They took advantage of it with it, a good returner. But forget about that. It's, I, it's, it, it, it's going to happen. Did you, hear, Jets, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear Belichick in the post game? Not what, the post game, the but Jets I, are I guess, tough. The, the Jets are always tough. Yeah, he says they're tough. I I never seen this guy speak so much in a, in a, in a in a in a post game. Never. I never saw. Uh, he was he was thrilled guy. about the win. I mean, the, yeah. the saying the Jets are always tough is comical when you've beat them now eight years I in know. a row. I mean, come that's, on. A, that's a joke. I think this yeah. is this is this is the best team that has given Belichick this much of a problem, giving up only, you know, uh, uh, give, they're only scoring 10 points against the Jets, which is ridiculous. We, we, well, I mean, for- the, wind, the wind was bad. I'm, I'm not going to make excuses like Zach Wilson. Yeah. But the wind did play a factor. I mean, New England missed a couple of field goals. That's unusual. Listen, they didn't give themselves a chance to win at all. He made a lot of brutal plays, and you know what? It's like you said. He needs to be. They they have to sit him down and say, "This is where you're at. This is what you're doing. You need to do better." And that's it. Sit sit him down. They Sal, I think I think great... his attitude. You too, Tommy. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I appreciate you checking in. Happy Thanksgiving. They they look. The Jets had two yards of offense in the second half. I mean, that is that's embarrassing. Unbelievably embarrassing. Figure it out. That's on everybody. That's what I mean. That's just not on the quarterback. Now, obviously, he's front and center. 
But when you have two yards as a team, that's on the head coach, that's on the coordinator, that's on the ground game, and it's certainly on the quarterback. Figure something out. And they couldn't do it. But the bigger issue here, forget about that game. Yeah, Zach Wilson's a major problem in that game. Again, there were other factors that played a part in the game. The bigger issue is that Zach Wilson has become now a locker room problem. His arrogance is a big problem. His play, obviously, on the field is a problem, but I believe firmly that the two go hand in hand. The, people want him benched because they believe the Jets season can be saved and the Jets can go to the playoffs and the Super Bowl because of the defense, which is it's not realistic. Their defense is very good, but they are far from being that level team. Joe Flacco might make a difference. Not going to make that much of a difference. And maybe we'll find out. But a lot of people want Wilson bench just because they want better quarterback play. The real reason why Zach Wilson should be benched is to teach him a lesson in hopes of saving him, in hopes of him understanding why what he said was wrong, flat out wrong and foolish. I mean, think about that. They're... Like, is Zach Wilson so insecure or so stupid that he doesn't get that all he's doing by answering that question is praising his teammates? That's all he's doing. Zach, do you felt like you guys let the defense down? All he's doing in that spot is saying, yes, I do. I feel horribly. This is what he should be saying. Not because it's what he thinks he should be saying, because it is common sense, because it is what happened. It's factual. I feel horrible that those guys played their rear ends off the entire game and we could only put up three points as an offense. Now, even if it's not his fault, a real quarterback, a real leader says, and I put that on me. I'm the quarterback of this team. I've got to be better. It's unacceptable for us to score three points. I don't care about the wind. I don't care about the drop, whatever it may be. I'm not saying that that was the case today, but I've got to be better. That's it. It's it's really not that hard. But a spoiled brat of a kid who's had everything probably handed to him and continues to get that now at the NFL level, he doesn't get it. And it's the Jets' fault for not getting through to him. When they took him, they knew his mentality. This is not all of a sudden. He did not become arrogant in New York. This is who he's been. But instead of being humbled, he's fighting back which I think is a, a a good quality when used properly. You don't want somebody that when things go wrong, he all of a sudden melts like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was too nice. That was one of his problems. Too nice. Well, Wilson's certainly not too nice, but he's arrogant and needs to be held accountable to learn. And the best thing that could possibly happen to Wilson and the Jets would be to bench him. And then Joe Flacco goes out there. I don't I don't think Mike White would be the right move, and I know he's the backup, but let's just say Joe Flacco goes out there and has success. Now Wilson will be humbled in multiple ways. 
He is the quarterback of the future. This is only year two. But he's not going to be with that attitude. They've got to figure out a way to get through to him. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. It's been all Jets so far. Where are the Giant fans who had the uh, the gold jacket on Daniel Jones and the Giants going to the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> Where are they at? What's the matter? Phones are quiet now? Come on, get out. Hey, where's Brett on Long Island? I know he usually calls later in the show. Brett, where are you at today? By the way, did you watch the Cowboys game yesterday? Oh, what is this, Dallas Sports Talk Radio? No, all I said was that Dallas is better than the Giants. You still want to stand by the Giants and think that they're better? You better hope that that game is competitive Thursday because I don't think it's going to be, as I said before yesterday's happenings. You're going to be asking to work Friday if the Giants get blown out Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not for more reasons than one. Uh, on the hotline for the morning show, here's Sal from Long Island. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe I made a mistake. Put me back on. Oh, God. No, and and I hate to even do that because I don't want to root against the Giants, specifically because I like Brian Dable a lot. But it's just that, and you know, Fleeks, from doing the shows yourself and obviously you know producing here when we're on, it, they, they're, everybody gets carried away here. And I get it, that's part of being a sports fan, but come on. I, I've, I've always in my life, always been a realistic fan. Well, maybe I shouldn't say always, but as I got older, because the one time I remember thinking that, before Piazza got traded to the Mets, I used to say that Hunley was the better catcher than Piazza. So I wasn't always realistic. But pretty much after that, you know, I said Ordonez was better than Jeter. Yeah, and maybe I got to take, take that from the record. As I got older, I became a realistic fan and understood the difference between a team that was an aberration or fake and I'm not saying the Giants of what they've done is fake. You can't fake winning seven games in the NFL. But to say that the Giants are going to go out there and legitimately last week it was talking about Super Bowl. This after they played a poor game against the Texans, but were still fortunate enough to win. They followed up with getting their brains beat in against the Lions yesterday. Now they're going into four straight division games against a Cowboys team that just lit the Minnesota Vikings on fire in their own building. Lit them up. Be careful. That's all I'm going to say because, I I mean, that record could turn ugly in a hurry. Now, it doesn't mean that, oh, no, the Giants are a failure of an organization. No matter what happens the rest of the way, this has been a success. Now, it's going to hurt if they lose four or five straight, whatever it may be. But this year has been a success, and I credit Joe Shane for not getting sucked in and going out there and making a silly trade at the trade deadline just to get a wide receiver, as if that's the only thing that's missing. It's not. Anyway, 877-337-6666. And don't forget, special guest coming up at 440, a special guest for you loyal, old-school, overnight listeners. You don't want to miss it. Steve is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Steve? Sal, how you doing, man? How's it going? 
Good, Steve. How are you this morning? Good. I just wanted to make two quick points. First off, I wanted to say some of your best calls have to be Jimmy and Fran. You got me sometimes <laughs> on the um, crying listening to those guys. They, they're, they're the best. But the two quick points. Um, one, the Jets, they always have to lose with something that never, ever happens, never should happen. They said it was the first punt return for a touchdown all season. If that's Which is hard to believe, Jet, like, right? I mean, we're in week yeah, 11. It, hard to believe. Uh, it's not hard to believe that it happened to the Jets, though. It, it's crazy. <laughs> and the second point, I want you to follow me on this one. I, I think I saw something. I picked up on something. Part of because I listen like what you say, that Wilson's not respected. He's not like. I'm almost positive. Right before the second half, uh, I'm sorry, right at the end of the second quarter, when the whistle blew, McGovern, the center, was trying to get everybody down, trying to get everybody down. He was trying to snap the ball. And Wilson was walking around like lackadaisical. The whistle blew, and McGovern turned around and threw the ball at Wilson and stormed off the field. I did not see that. Did you see that, Fleegs? I did not see that being the case. I, I DVR'd it. I rewound it. I looked at it again. I looked at it again. And it, you, you could see the whistle blows. He gets aggravated because he was acting like the quarterback. He was like, down, down. You know, he was trying to get the last snap. I guess he tried to get a Hail Mary or something because they were midfield. The whistle blew. He turned around. Yeah, so Fleegs, he's saying McGovern. I didn't see that at the end of the first half where McGovern was throwing yeah, the ball. Yeah, so and you see McGovern. I don't know if he was furious at Zach, the refs, or just everybody because Zach Wilson wasn't really rushing up to the line, but the refs were also, especially knowing the clock is running here in the final seconds, they were really taking their time getting that football set. Okay. Yeah, Mike, so I, I paused it, though, Mike, and it, it looked like Wilson was in a fog, though. That, no, like, Zach that Wilson was part of it, too. You're right. It was it was McGovern and the offensive line and the receivers. Everybody was ready to go, and Zach Wilson McGovern was just like kind of calming them down. Yeah, McGovern looked like Brady would look right before he wanted to get off a Hail Mary. All right. Well, I mean, And, look, and Wilson obviously... looked like he was in a fog. So, but and, and you read the or see the comments after the game. It wasn't just one guy. It is a... There's a clear, not divide, there is a clear issue in that locker room where it seems like everybody is against the quarterback. And that's a major problem. And Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have to do something to fix it because otherwise he's he's going to have to go. I mean, they're not going to be able to save him. You cannot just get by on talent or skill alone. And by the way, it's not even like he's doing that. I believe he has it, but he's not using it. So they need to fix this problem. And if any, if they can't see it in their own building, whoever it may be, then they have a bigger issue than we think, even with their winning record. But the, Sal, the last thing I'll say, though, is but we said the same thing about Sam Donald. Like, oh, he's too good. He's got talent. He's got this. And look where he is now. So would you be amazed? Would you bet your house that in two years, Wilson isn't in the same situation Sam Donald's in now? No, at this point, no. But I will say, and thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate you checking in. I, no, at this point, I wouldn't bet the house on anything in regards to Zach Wilson. I still believe in him, and I still believe he could be that guy. My problem is I feel like I need to get to him, or somebody like me with what my mentality is needs to be able to get to him. He cannot be enabled any longer. He needs to be held accountable. End of story. Like, how can nobody, and we don't know what happened, after the game when he said those comments, but there better be a different tone the next time we hear from Zach Wilson. Matter of fact, I'd make him flat out apologize and say, look, 
I know things have been getting a little contentious between me and you guys referring to the media in the last few weeks. And I've said some things that have been disrespectful toward my teammates and I have lacked accountability and I apologize for that. And I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow. I'm still learning here. There's only year two. There are a lot of expectations in New York and there are a lot of expectations that come with being the second pick overall. I believe I can live up to them. I know I can live up to them, but I've also know I got a, a lot of learning to do. End of story. And then you got to go see him out there and, and go do it. See, a lot of the issue here is not just, and again, I know that a lot of it is on the field with him missing easy throws, but it's more than that. Defenses or teams in general get behind guys when they fight for them, when they know that that player loves them, respects them, will put himself before the team. That has not been the case with Zach Wilson. And he's too dumb or young to realize it. He walks around like he's the man, and meanwhile, everybody hates him. That There's a major character flaw there. It can be fixed. He's only 23. Who's going to fix it? it? And I'll tell you this, it is not going to be fixed by continuing to run him out there. Elmer is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Elmer? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Elmer? All right. I just uh, want to bring up a few points. I know everybody's talking about Zach Wilson and his uh, horrible performance, which I agree. But I also had uh, two things I wanted to point out. One, C.J. Mosley missing a bunch of tackles, especially on third key third down points. There was a third in, I, I think it was 17, and... Mm, terrible play. You know, the guy broke broke like three tackles and CJ yeah, Mosley. It's a terrible you know, play. It can't happen. It, it was horrible. It was and, and not only that, it was a multiple third downs where we had multiple missed tackles and it was a first down. And maybe, just maybe if we would have gotten out of the field, we would have gotten better field position and maybe yeah. Zerline would have would have scored more field goals. Well, field you know? position, a big a big thing. Pat's always playing field position. No doubt about it that that's a big issue. The Jets were horrible on that play specifically. Look, you're going to get some missed tackles. It's hard. Here's the problem, Elmer. It's hard to rip the defense when overall they allowed three points. I mean, the defense no, gave I, up. I, 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 totally, I totally get that. But there was, a, there was one more thing, too, because I know everybody keeps talking about Zach, Zach, Zach. And you know what? It is, it, it, it's, it's a team in itself, but. Also with uh, Gar Sauce Gardner, he's you know he's one of my favorite players on defense. But also, you got you you know he played Jamar Chase, he he he, he played Tyreek Hill, he played Diggs last week, and he did awesome. And now you got Jacoby Myers, who's catching these fifteen yards, twenty yards. He had like sixty yards today, and yeah, I know that's I not a lot. But, no, it's but, not. You know, it's not. The, 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 look, Ramadre Stevenson was good. Uh, Damian Harris was good running the football for New England. You know, good with relative. They were just under 100 yards for the Jets' defense, which, I mean, look, like you said, to their to your point, if it were more lights-out defense, stopping the run, maybe they had a better field position, could have led in some field goal opportunities. The Jets just yep. did nothing offensively, though, and their defense overall was terrific, so it's hard to knock that. Mac Jones couldn't do anything through the air either. I mean, I know he threw for, whatever, almost 250 yards, but he was getting sacked quite a bit, six sacks overall for the Jets. So their defense 
was not the problem. You could nitpick and you could say they missed yeah. tackles and missed some plays. Today's not the day, though, to be criticizing, the, at least from where I'm sitting, not the day to be criticizing. I picked no, on the running game. I, I, yeah, I just have one more be, before I go. And it's uh, Mike LaFleur, LaFleur, man. He 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 needs to he needs to get his you know his act together because these plays like how, how how do you have Zach Wilson trying to throw down you know down the field when it's the type of win the type of game that that's been going on all day? Why not do a couple of dump offs or, or why run away? Because because Wilson can't running? connect on those either. They tried to. They tried. And thanks for the call, Homer. They tried to do a couple of dump offs. Wilson's airmail on him. It didn't matter what play they drew up. Zach Wilson was not going to connect. I don't know if the wind was in his head or what, but, I mean, my God. He sounds like the Yankees now. Oh, the wind. I mean, come on, dude. There's no way the wind is impacting a throw in the flat. It's like he's throwing a Frisbee instead of a football, the way that thing's sailing on him. Throw the football down. Now, part of the problem is because of his size, I mean, he's throwing it up. And there's no, if you notice, there's no, you know, I talk about this with Daniel Jones not having touched. Daniel Jones fires the football. Wilson's got a tremendous arm, but it floats as opposed to come down. It just continues. He airmails everything. Come on, dude. You got to be better than that. I know he's better than that. Any quarterback that's gotten to the point where Zach Wilson is can make those easy throws. Those are not the throws that separate the NFL quarterbacks from the college quarterbacks. Those are throws that literally everybody in the NFL can make, except Zach Wilson's having a tough time with them, and nobody's making him any better. Like, he was doing this last year, and he hasn't improved on it. Last year, he was throwing at everybody's feet, remember? Throwing him four yards short. We're like, what the hell's going on here? This guy's not making throws in a flat. Now he's airmailing everything. Unbelievable. The easy throws. 